Good morning, folks. Good afternoon. It feels like morning to me, honestly. A pretty late night. <laughs> Even though it's 3pm here. I hope you're all well. It is another day of the world-famous Burt. It is strange viewing the Burt once again on um, on YouTube via the, the unlisted mechanisms um, rather than the great famed twitch.tv slash late night grim which i was always very pro twitch as you guys know bob was um he was never for twitch so i kind of would def i would take his stance publicly but um lighting do you know like multiple people that i do podcasts with have lighting like rigs not rigs that's that seems too like they have like um what do you call them They've bought lights for this shit. I haven't even turned this light on. I don't even, can you see me? Um, okay. It's Friday. We are uh, refreshing Twitch. There you go. Yeah, we get... This is saying I have to do a better job explaining. When we're behind the paywall, it'll always be YouTube because you can't... The only way you could do it on Twitch if you made it subscriber only, and then you would be... Uh, basically... Then we would be like making this just Twitch. And someone said, and it is not wrong, and Shoot even said that he thought he considered it in his mind as he was thinking through. Like, we could just make Twitch our new, you know, paywall, basically. The problem with that is this can, can, um, YouTube and, and Patreon can host the archives, right? Now, when I do shows on Twitch, they the archives will be hosted on YouTube. That's because they're free shows. Where would we put the late night grin? We would still need somewhere to host that. So it kind of, it doesn't really work, uh, I don't think anyway, to kind of leave this very platform behind. So when we get affiliated with the uh, with the old Twitch gimmick, we'll be making it very clear to you all that like, there really will be no rewards for giving us your money. We'll just kind of, <laughs> we'll appreciate it greatly and be thankful, but I don't want to, Make it seem like you guys are paying twice because that's just horseshit. It's wrestling content. Um, speaking of horseshit and giving us money we don't deserve, Croaky Boy has sent a super grin. He says, oh, how? Missed the last few shows. Has been on holiday. My God. Hope you had a hell of a time, pal. Um, you know, I'm going to be going on holiday in about three weeks. Very excited to take a week off. And... Um, I hope you had a good time. He says, how you been? We've been very good, actually. A lot's changed, as you probably have noticed, since returning here at the Late Night Grin. Looking forward to the LNG draft next week. Bro, firstly, thank you for the super grin. Um, much appreciated. Next week's going to be pretty big time. It's going to be pretty special. Um, Monday, Grin Grappler. Tuesday, the All-Star AEW draft. Now, just to be clear about this, because this is important. The way we're probably going to do this is um, we're going to – so I think the way it's going to work is the Grin Grappler will probably be uploaded either straight away cold to YouTube or we'll do it on Tuesday morning, okay? Maybe actually Tuesday morning. The AEW Draft, I don't know how we're going to upload any of this stuff yet to YouTube, but it'll probably be the following day because they're later streams uh, rather than doing like a premiere at 2 a.m., um, Croker Boy, I'll explain Twitch in a minute because I did I did kind of fear that you'd be uncertain of this. Um, Tuesday, 
the a- the AEW draft, which we'll upload the following day. Wednesday and Thursday will be dynamite coverage, but Thursday night we're looking at putting a new thing in there just for this week or this coming week, uh, which Jay Shell has wanted to do for a while, and I think we're probably going to do on that Thursday if we can get it all figured out, which is going to be a special thing for this week. And then Friday we're going to do um, a split grin, where after Rampage we go straight to Twitch. This is next Friday, to be clear. Week from today. After Rampage, we go straight to Twitch for an AEW Double or Nothing preview and predictions. Then we go straight to here for the late night grin. Probably be a shorter grin just because, you know, that particular night. And we'll upload that preview show on Saturday so we can kind of give ourselves some weekend presents. Um, I think we've stumbled on something here with YouTube being dumb. And from what I can gather, it's dumb across the board because, like, Someone told me the spotlight was having problems and the Fightful channel is obviously, you know, massive. Um, so it isn't even just us like little tiny dipshits and, you know, purists and grin. But I think we may have stumbled on saying that actually is going to be a blessing in disguise. It feels like Twitch is a place very suited to our stylings, um, which I wouldn't have known a week ago. So just to explain this, on Tuesday, we were doing Dark Grin Along, and I was, I was getting very frustrated with the YouTube thing. I still am, to be honest. I know that um, it doesn't bother me now because I'm happy with how we've been, and I, I'm happy with the move we've made. And honestly, there's already evidence that YouTube doesn't really fuck with live streams like that because the algorithms like popped some of our YouTube videos that wouldn't have popped all live. So, I'll fuck it, right? I don't know. Um, but, uh, but, I know everyone was, thought it was very funny that I was, like, sweating bullets about this YouTube buffering thing. But, like, in all seriousness, there are, like, so many wrestling options on YouTube. There are so many options in general beyond just dumb wrestling. They're, like, the idea that people would come to these shows after getting home from work or, you know, whatever, and just want to, like, switch off for an hour and spend an hour with Bob and myself or Oracle or Shoot or whoever, and they couldn't, it annoys me, you know? And I, and I know that's dramatic and unnecessary, but you have to, uh, my, my outlook on this is, and I, I think maybe this is a little bit different. This is really inside baseball, but fuck it. It's the paywall, right? We're just talking. We're in a really weird spot where we have a small audience, relative, right? Like you're looking, you know, our base is probably like 300. We have like 220 patrons. That conversion rate already tells you something because obviously we were a Patreon, we we're a Patreon service first, whatever. But like our audience, you guys, for whatever reason, bless your hearts, you just fucking follow us. <laughs> but we announced the Twitch gimmick and you guys were there immediately. We had like 100 followers in about 12 hours. And again, I'm not saying it's like mind-blowing numbers, but I'm pretty proud of it. I mean, I look around, man. It's like, you know, there's some big platforms that are doing well, but outside of that, there ain't a lot. You know, that's why I kind of, uh, I'm joking about it a lot. And, that, I mean, you know, I was texting shoot having fun about it, but, like, I do see it as though we're kind of punching above our weight. You know, we're, we're doing okay. And a uh, big part of that, I think, personally, and I'm, you know, maybe this is me complimenting myself too much, but it's because, you know, we actually kind of give a shit. And maybe it was dramatic of me to be trying to change our whole model because of YouTube buffering. But frankly, I think that's why you guys rock with us because you kind of feel like you know us, which honestly, and I, I'm a firm believer in 
anyone in an even vaguely public image should keep some things close to the, to the you know, it's close to the chest. I mean, we ain't close to the vest, whatever the phrase is. You know, we ain't living together. So, you know, I, I, there's certain things that, like, you go, but at this point, you guys have spent so many hours with us, you basically do know us. <laughs> when a lot of you, you know, I'm going to hopefully meet some of you guys when I come to the States and, like, you're going to feel like you know me because guess you kind of do, man. I ain't really that interested. And you've heard me talk more than most people in the world have, you know, that I know have ever heard, spoke to me. Like it's, so it's a weird deal. There's a community element. And the idea that you guys were having to wait 15 hours to watch a fucking dynamite review is like the dumbest, you know, it's like, I can't deal with that. So we've, we've tried our best to change it. I think the system works right now. It's been really cool. For those of you that have been doing this, it, it pops me so much. I was really scared about the YouTube thing because I didn't know if anyone was going to watch. We've had like 20 or 30 live viewers live on the premiere versions where you guys are actually like, whether you, whether you're actually getting to it late or some of you, I think were rewatching it, which is absurd and I appreciate it, but it's nice, man. It's good. It's um, again, I, I'm aware of our limitations. You know, I looked at the, I looked at that Patreon thing that, um, <clears throat> that Brandon posts and uh, you know, it's like, you can look at that every which way, right? Like, we've got a long way to go. We're also in the top 10%. And it's like, considering what we're doing here, you know, I think, saying, I think that's pretty cool. So, anyway, that was a long way of saying we appreciate you guys. This is very nice. I've seen a couple of people say this, that, you know, the Prime sub, you guys aren't paying and it just shows us love. That's like a perfect fit. So, if you want to do that when it when the time comes, that would be very much appreciated. Um Weekend presence. There you go. Okay. Yeah, the buffering issue seems to be a real thing. No one seems to care. <laughs> but the fact that you're having on Fightful is kind of crazy. Like, there's even someone that commented under their video. So, I don't know. Like, and I saw YouTube was weird with um with the show they did last night. They, like, took it down. I don't know if it's back up yet, but they, like, privated it. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's weird. Maybe professional wrestling is... Is being outlawed from YouTube.com. I don't know. Anyway, I'm a little bit higher up in the chat than at the bottom, than like caught up. But if you guys have questions, I'm obviously going to answer them best I can here. Um, usually this is just going to be hanging out for an hour on the paywall shows because I like this new dynamic that we've had now for a couple months. And Shoot and I talked about it. Like, I really like the idea that we do formatted shows and kind of, you know, like, maybe broad strokes, big picture shows on YouTube. But then like when you get here, it's just, you kind of hang out with us. Last night, Oracle and I really did that to an extreme. We just sat and just talked. It was like, no one's watching. Um, so if you have questions, I'll try and best answer them. Whether they're about, you know, pro wrestling, maybe they're about um, which Scream movie is the best. Cause I know Reese watched one last night. Maybe it's about which Halloween movie is the best. <laughs> maybe about maybe it's about what Kendrick album is the best. I don't know. Just ask questions. I'll try and answer. I think I'm probably best served answering pro wrestling ones, but I'll give a shot at the others. So there you go. Um, there you go. Scream reference right away. Screams are real. Like I know that people dislike three, and it's it's very flawed. I get it. I actually think four has aged really well. I genuinely, unironically enjoy Scream front to back. There are none of those films that if they were on, I would say, get out of here. I'm not doing it, you know? Genuinely, I, I enjoy them front to back. So, must say I'm a big fan of the 3 p.m. UK shows. Good way to chill out before I start work at 5 UK time. That's tremendous, man. That's one thing that I've learned from doing this as well is like, whatever time you go to, 
it'll be better for someone worse for another, right? So when I hear stuff like it pops me because it just I hope it, you know, it helps your day out a little bit. And we try and keep it to a tight hour because I'm aware of my tendency to go long, but because because it's daily, I like to limit myself so there's always some left on the table, you know. Um yeah, the the buffering's brutal, man. I'm sorry. Okay, let me scroll up here. I am a ways behind. LNG is actually a thinly veiled cult. You know too much, Tope, as I told you last night. This piece of shit, Tope, you should have seen, right? It's like 5 a.m. here in Great Britain. And he DMs me, or he Discord messages me, whatever. And he's like, I want to convince you that Hangman should beat CM Punk. And I'm like, it's not happening, but, you, you know, he just, he does it. You know, he writes like a book about, you know, all the reasons and you could do the heel turn later. And I just like invented reasons why that couldn't be the case, just to, so I couldn't be wrong. Like, Toby Suicida kind of knew he had me because I, I was like, you know, like, what can I really say to his very logical explanation of things? But I was stubborn enough and I felt I had a, a vague sense of authority because I was once on fight for I don't know if you knew that about me. And uh, <laughs> he just, Kindly backed down. <laughs> Said, okay. <laughs> Tremendous. We're the aces and eights. My God. We appreciate all this stuff, guys. Look at this. This is like a critical review. A rare case of wrestling analysis, which is thoughtful, varied, and chill, rather than vain in the temple popping insanity. That fucking rules. Um... A year and a half. You know what, honestly? I, I'm i kind of intrigued by this. If you guys in the chat, like, uh, if it, you don't have to do a big explanation, but I'm intrigued by this because it does fascinate me. And I, I'm always hesitant to ask because I think I know the answer for everyone. Where did you guys, like, find this? Is this just an extension of you guys watching The Distraction? Because, like, John here says, I'm a relatively new grinner. Platform rules and Twitch gimmick is really going smooth for me so far. That's awesome. But I have no clue if we're just... Our audience is exclusively people that watch from the distraction, which I assume it has to be. <laughs> or if any of you found us through like Bob's Twitter or something, I don't know. If you if you can put that in the chat, I'm actually intrigued by that. Um, but that is a long time, Toby so said Yes, that's so I guess I was still like still a year into the distraction, right? It's wild. Um <laughs> Bro, Papa Holver is all in on Kyle O'Reilly, man cheered when he beat Ray Phoenix. He likes Ray Phoenix too. Just fucking was really excited. Um yeah he's he's all in on that which is you know vaguely uncomfortable for me but whatever. Okay. Joe is only coming to the States for control your narrative. That's filth. Brucey beats corrects him accurately with Joe's actually coming for GCW dates. Um the buffering issue meet happens with replays. The live stream works fine. That's why it isn't a connection thing. Um, you know, the uh, if it was a connection thing, the live stream would be fucked. But it is uh, it's something with YouTube when it processes the video. Because when you do a stream, there's a few hours there where it isn't an upload. It's just kind of living as it's in its prior life, so to speak. And it's doing the processing as it goes. And um, by uploading it, I just basically cut that part out so that's just you know that's basically how it works from what i can gather because working from what i can tell when it comes and upload it works oh man rachel and chris here i want to wrestle the briscoes 
Hoffa Hales in the chat. Which, you know, I'll just be totally transparent. Shoot and I were talking about Chris Hero the other day as a potential grin. And we, we were like, he's like, we, I think we genuinely think we could get Chris Hero on the show. <laughs> and like, maybe one day, I think we're all hesitant to do the rest of the thing because, you know, like, they're not, I, I'm, you guys know me. I don't want to be too tied to these people because fuck God only knows what they're, uh, you know, what they're really like. I don't know these people, but. His vibe is very grin aligned. So if you if you like our stuff and you see him on Twitch, like show him some love. He's he's doing the kind of content that, that we do, which is really fucking nerdy. So there you go. Can we all agree that Johnny Dynamite would be much better than Johnny Elite? Bro, I thought the exact same thing. Um but obviously you can't get too used to the dynamite term because AEW will be exclusive to Amazon Prime by the end of the year, so you gotta get rid of those brands, you know. That was a joke. I report ringside news. Do not aggregate. Uh, okay. Can we just talk about the uh, about that raid the other day? What the fuck was that movie they're watching? I don't know. I, I'm surprised it worked. It didn't seem like it worked from my end. What the way it happens is, so when I hit raid, you guys don't see me anymore. You go to wherever I send you, which tracks. Um, but what do you what do you call it? What was I going to... Oh, yeah. But I still have to end the video through StreamYard. Because if you watch the YouTube re-upload, it ends for me when I ended the StreamYard, not for when I sent you guys away. So I have to kind of do both. I do not know how often I'll do that, to be frank. I mean, I probably should. I think it's good for the growth of the channel. But has Bob seen Halloween Kills? He has not. He's a piece of shit. Uh, favorite songs from Kendrick's new album? Um... I'll be honest, I think it's an amazing album. There's very few that I've gone back to consistently. Father Time, I think, is the top. Um, I'm trying to think of ones that I've, that I've really made a point of going back to. I like Count Me Out. I like Crown. Die Hard. There, there's some. The, the main one for me, Father Time, is the one I've gone back to the most. But it is a great album that is not desperate. I'm not one I'm desperate to replay often. And... This is just me, and people can disagree. I don't think that makes it a worse album, necessarily. Some of the greatest movies ever, I ain't rushing to rewatch. You know, Some things are heavier than others. Some you know, dumb action flick can be replayed 101 times. Just to me, that's the way art works. But it's some of my favorites, Tony. Fools on Arsenal bottling the top four. Bro, honestly, I ain't get ahead of myself because Tottenham have got a lot of choke in them. But I am pretty stunned at how things have played out. It felt like Arsenal was just going to have that locked up, quite frankly. I mean, we've had a really weird season, an up-and-down season, and they've been kind of kind of rolling for most of it. Um, it's pretty rough for Arsenal, but I'm not going to get ahead of myself. We've got to finish the job, and we are prone to doing some very, very bad things. So, um, And the Scream franchise is my favourite of all of them. Yeah, I'm, I don't disagree. I mean, I, Halloween is my favourite. Because I just, I love, there's something about that dynamic I love, but I'm aware that a bulk of those films are bad. <laughs> that makes any sense whatsoever. So I love it in a way that I don't love Scream, but I think film to film, Scream is more consistent pretty clearly. So doing the Burt, how has the change your day-to-day? Honestly, bro, it's been um, a massive grin for me. Um, because I can, if I wake up like actually early, I haven't got that thing of, oh, shit, I'm going to be exhausted. by Because sometimes I'll wake up, you know, and i got like four hours sleep. I'll be up at like seven or eight or whatever. Not often, but it happens. 
And when I was doing shows at six and like 12, it'd be like, I guess I should nap because I think I'll be fucking exhausted later. By contrast, I know I can get to free without fucking crazy. So I can do like, you know, some editing and some writing stuff and I'll get to, I'll get to the shows. So it's good in that regard. And also the big thing is it's a huge gap between shows, which is really cool. I feel like I can actually relax in between when it was six to seven. And then I would do like 10, 11 time. That couple of hours in between, I'm just like waiting around. It's this brutal. Um, I don't get nervous for podcasts because like, why would I? But there's definitely an element of like, you're not like totally chill if you've got something you like, it's like when you have, you know, when you have to say you've got like a dinner, you know, you, you're going out with some people tonight. That few hours before you just kind of like sit around and <laughs> you're kind of like, you're unsure of what to do with yourself. You're just waiting, right? Um, my God, pop. I have a question. If there are an actual AEWWE trade to happen free for free, who would you want to be part of that trade? All right. I like it. Let me put up my notes. So I'm going to do this as kind of, and I'm not going to do it from the perspective of, um, you know, an AEW fan. I'm going to try and do this like in a fun way. All right. So I think immediately we lock in MJF and Sasha Banks. I think they're the two assets that are central in this. So I would go Sasha. WWE names, I think. would Okay, great. Here's the three names from WWE. Sasha Banks, Ali, and Roddy Strong. All names that are on the kind of, you know, outside looking in for different reasons. Sasha's the biggest star. She's the main asset. MJF is the main asset. On the other side, we do not know if he's truly disgruntled. But clearly there is some discussion of it. So I'll put him central. Um, now, to make this fair, hmm, I'm trying to think of a good, like, a good team, you know. Okay, I'll do something, I'll do something that may be controversial, but I think it's my attempt at being unbiased because I love these guys and I do not want them to go there under any circumstances, but we're just having to, we're just trying to talk kind of fun trade stuff. MJF, Santana and Ortiz for Sasha Ali and Roddy Strong. In fact, I've looked at that again. Throw in the acclaimed of the gun club. I think it's a fair deal. Not free for free. The WWE's roster is weird and they only have about 10 people that are valuable, so it's hard to do it, you know, one for one like that. I think the Mavericks... Win the series against the Warriors. I hope they can. I absolutely do, man. They got like the way they play is just like it's it's so straightforward. And as long as guys can knock down shots, they have a life in Dallas. <laughs> like, there are guys on that squad that like no one else really had any care or interest in. But you have Luca at the center of it, and they just you know they they get freeze up and they get hot a couple of games. It's close series immediately, right? And they can. I, I wouldn't necessarily pick them, but I didn't pick them against the Suns, so there you go. Um, look at this. Tope smart. Don't bury me, brother. Good stuff. Uh, okay, I'm looking here at the chat. Hang on a second. It appears the distraction. I, I, I assume this would be this would be the case. Distraction was vaguely popular, you know. Um, distraction Tope says, I'm pretty sure I randomly saw one of the first BPW streams on Twitter. My God. 
hilarious. I stumbled upon a distraction post show that Crosby and Bob were on, and it put me huge. Kept coming back. <laughs> I wonder if that was the one, the, the Goldberg one. That's amazing. Right. I love the post shows. That's one of my favorite ideas that I, I actually came up with because a lot of the distraction was was um, was Jeremy's like creativity with like the opens and stuff. But uh, the post show was like a real idea of mine that I was pretty happy with. I thought it really fit our vibes. Just you come and hang out after. Um, the distraction. I picked you up with a tail end of the distraction. Followed you here after you. My God. Tail end of the distraction was... like I remember um, the birthday show was like... That was quite the show. I remember that being really heavy and taxing emotionally for a lot of reasons. And uh, around that time was when, like, I, I personally just kind of I wanted to move on, do other things. But I'm happy to say that I think the distraction was kind of fun through to its conclusion. Like, I don't think we put out, like, many shitty episodes. Like, I wanted to do my thing anyway. It wasn't like the – because some pods, it's like you can kind of tell they've hit the wall. The end is nigh. I'd like to think we didn't do that distraction, which is cool. And it makes sense because, honestly, and I said this in, in my interview with Tom, I mean, I the distraction in many ways was like collateral. I love doing the distraction. I think maybe we should have done less shows, which Jeremy, was he said that to me first, and I think he was right thinking about it in the month since. But I just really wanted to just move on from, from you know, my spot on fight from the shit. So I'm glad to say that I think we did two years where, like, most of the shows were at least fun. I don't know how good they were, but they were mo they were mostly fun and kind of enjoyable. So there you go. Look at this. Look at the distraction love here. Great stuff. Start watching the distraction month before it ended. Um, I'm sorry, I've got to scroll up here. Started watching LNG because Bob told me to. Pop. I knew shoot an oracle, but barely seen you, Joe. Now I spend far too much time watching stuff. That rules. There's definitely a lot of people. Um, there's definitely a lot of people that came in through like shoot doing a podcast and like Twitter, you know, because there was definitely people that watched some of the shoot stuff earlier that had me blocked on Twitter and shit, which is amazing. Um, but uh, but yeah, it. It's cool. You know, shoot, when he first came on, the numbers went crazy. He definitely was a huge. Him doing a podcast, there's a lot of people on Twitter that just follow him and were friendly with him that were like, oh, you know, I want to watch this. So there you go. I remember finding an episode of The Distraction where Joe was ranting on NXT, bringing back Halloween Havoc and thought Joe's and Jez's takes and banter was something that connected to. So I followed. That's the thing, man. He's like, um, you know, I think that with Fightful, we got so lucky, right? There are so many podcasts out there that are that are actually, I'd imagine, similar to that, to the distraction and have a similar dynamic. But we got really lucky that we had a 10,000 subscriber, whatever it is, 50,000. I don't know what they have. Probably 100. I don't know. Um, you know, like a big subscriber base. Uh, because it allowed our weird niche podcast to be like kind of not niche for a little bit, um, <laughs> which which is cool. Like the one about the one where we had Cass on to talk about 
uh, the Punk Danielson stuff. That one got like, I think it was like 8,000 views or something. You know, and uh, and that's pretty nuts for what our show was. So Fightful give us a huge leg up and, and people kind of could find it in a way where there's so many podcasts hidden away. So we're very, very lucky in that regard. Is it filth? No, absolutely not. Um, Kyle kind of rules. Tony is all in on pushing him. Then Bob Fish is there to be his manager. Just doing his dipshit, the dipshit shooter gimmick. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I'm torn on O'Reilly, man. I, I don't know. He's great. I just, on that roster, it's like, oh, I don't know. It's tough. You know, I just don't. I don't know if I'd be desperate to push him on that particular roster. But that's just me. I'm happy for him. He seems like a lovely guy and he's a great wrestler. So hopefully, you know, hopefully he kills it, right? And the day I decided to subscribe was the Brian Cold Open distraction where you just talked about him for like an hour before the show started. Oh, yeah, we did the uh, the hour draw. That was one of the last ones, yeah. Yeah, see, that was fun shit. The hour draw and we started with that, yeah. That was that would be like a month before the end. That's, that's pretty neat. Pops me. Yes, the monologue when NXT lost was uh that was a moment, definitely. Found you after watching the AEW draft you did with Bob, Shoot, and Crosby. Well, sequel should be fun. Yes, yes, Bob, Jeremy, and Crosby. Um sequel should be fun next week. That was a definitely an interesting show where Jack definitely didn't lose his mind halfway through. Um Yeah. Get Hero on a method act as Eddie. The whole interview. Just giving side eye and trying to fight. Speaking of method acting, folks, we're halfway through this show. It's going so quick I don't even notice. You know what I'm sending you. Here we go. Thanks, Joe. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. Friday, May 20th, 2022. Uh, Robert O'Neill here with the Burt Line News yet again. And we have uh, three games to focus on, per usual. We will start in the NBA. Uh, game two of the Western Conference Finals, the Golden State Warriors and Dallas Mavericks out in the Bay Area. And then switching gears to the NHL, we have game two of the Rangers and Hurricanes series and game two of the Battle for Alberta in the Oilers and Flames series. Uh, we are sticking with the NHL for a lock of the day. And we are going with over six and a half goals in the Oilers-Flames game. Uh, they had 15 in game one, so we're just going to ride it and uh, hope it works. You know, it's all we can do. Uh, you know, I will see you later tonight for the Late Night Grin. Looking forward to that. And uh, that's all for me. Well, let me tell you something, folks. I think that was the best one. That was really pretty sharp, wasn't it? Give us, I think you give a statistic in there. I don't really know what he was talking about. But you seem to give a statistic in there. Good stuff. Young Bobby. The great Bob O'Neill. Can we all agree that Johnny whatever should not be asked back? Um, yes. No, no and, and I say that caution, you know, with caution because bless his heart. It's a, you know, it's a hell of a gig for him. And if you, you know, if they think he, he deserves it, he deserves it. Whatever. That's not my call, but. Personally, I'm not rushing to see him back. No, that's just me. Um, this is a good idea. I, I think if we can try and figure out like some cool 2K streamers that maybe haven't got huge audiences but seem cool, seem neat, we'll try and uh, 
we'll try our best to to do those raids because that seems more like a worthwhile use of our viewership than you know giving them to like impact wrestling or whatever okay any news on Crosby screen test for NWA Power? Stay locked into Fightful Select for that. I was talking to Sean this morning about it, and uh, yeah, stay locked in. Coming soon. I was so bummed out about that OVW thing, guys. I was so bummed out. Um, watching through Regal's Grin Grappler stuff. Can we talk about how bad Bischoff DBRC's commentary was on the Psychosis match? Legit forgot it was a title match to the end. I haven't watched that one yet. I've done it weirdly backwards. And like, you know, choices were made. Um, but I, I think that's actually... Now I'm thinking about it. Is that the last one I haven't seen? Um, I believe it, though. It's Bischoff and DBRC in that era doing their NWO sticks. So that makes sense. I mean, WCW was famous for that stuff, man. It would drive the Cruiserweight guys especially nuts. The, the focus on NWO and Hogan and all this stuff while they were working, it was, it was a big thing. Um Jack Crosby managing the Commonwealth Connection. Oh, and always like referencing me. That'd be great. Just DM you the video, but a former Fed writer said both Naomi and Sasha. Sasha's contract's right in the next two months. Is that Kaz, Kazim? Um, maybe. I don't know. I mean, look, I would just be completely transparent in saying that I would be somewhat surprised if Sasha's contract was over in a couple of months and that had been unreported until now. Um doesn't mean it's impossible. I would just um, be, I'll be surprised. I will say there's a very good chance that maybe she wanted to renegotiate a contract, and that was a thing that was coming up shortly. Um, that's very feasible to me. So it does seem like there's something to the, uh, you know, the, the. it seems like there's, where there's smoke, this fire could be a, a, a case of, um, of, what do you call it? It could be present, I should say, with Naomi's situation. There's been a lot of talk about contract there. Good Lord, we have a super grin from Tony. It's a very large super grin, which we appreciate. Very, very much. He says LNG for life. Brother, here's the deal. That super grin thing, I was convinced that would be a good idea because basically there's something to be said for like just feeling, you know, in the, in the moment of it being like, this is great and I want to show love to this, whereas Patreon is much more rigid. And I hadn't really thought of it because, as you guys know, I don't watch a lot of, of uh, wrestling content or content in general like this. So, I was like, I'll do it, whatever. And it's been amazing to me the way you guys come out. Um, Tony's donation is outrageous. And, you know, it's, it, it adds some... I think it's it's really cool that while we, we maybe aren't, you know, making... Uh, well, I don't want to break out gimmick here, but, you know, it's resting media, right? But there are five people that at the end of every month do pretty good from it because of you guys and your support. And... I've been around enough to know that is more rare than you may believe. Five people <laughs> doing okay? That's, that's pretty rare. So, as I said, punching above our weight. Thank you, Tony. Um, like this one. I like this one a lot. Bear Country, Preston Vance is a good one. Archer, I think, is the age thing, as, as Reese says. Uh, Preston and Bear Country. Let's do that deal. That's too weak, though. MJF, Bear Country, and Preston, that, that, you know, that shouldn't get you all we got from the WWE side. So, I found the distraction via Karrion Crosby, who always popped me on a pretty shitty wrestling pod he used to do, and I miss the way he talks about wrestling. He rules. I'm going to be honest, Will, that is awesome, and I think you've told me that before. However, 
sincerely, I need you to never, ever, ever tell Jack Crosby that. <laughs> there is absolutely no way that I am giving him the satisfaction to know that he got just one person. It could be more, but just one for certain to come to this very platform. It cannot happen. So just, just keep that here. You'll never see it. You don't watch this stuff. You ain't even a patron. But that does rule. Carrie and Crosby. Amazing. Even funnier is because I didn't know what TW was. So I just sat watching two guys who didn't know play a shitty looking game I didn't know. Pop. That's that's magic right there. You think Santana and Ortiz win the tag belts this year? They should, but based on their booking since they arrived, I get the feeling TK isn't keen on putting the belts on them. So just put the contract part of this to the side. I think there is a chance Team Taz wins the belts and they're next, yes. However, if they've not re-signed... We are now three months out. And I usually don't speculate on this thing, but Santana has been pretty strongly suggesting that he is going to be you know, running this thing to the wire, which is interesting for a range of ways. I think we all agree that he may want to be a singles, which is fine. It'd be awesome. So I'm going to say that I don't think they win them because I'm not sure that they're going to be, you know, truly central in AEW for a long time. That is going to be a big discourse even when it happens. I don't know, but we'll have no reporting on it. I'm just guessing. I think San Antonio Ortiz are featured and they're on the shows and angles. They are not... They may not be wrestling at the rate that they want to as young, healthy guys that feel like they can, you know, feel like they can do great things. And I, if that's the case, I would completely understand that, honestly. And if it wasn't the case and it was saying that they never want to tell us, I would also understand that because they are real people, our real gig you know, doing their thing, living their dream. So I root I root for those guys. I support them. I don't know if they're going to be in AEW forever. And that may limit their opportunity to win the tag title. So that's just, all that was guesswork to reiterate. But I've mentioned before, I saw you and Jezza doing an NXT takeover review with Alex McCarthy. And for better or worse, haven't looked back since. How hilarious that you got me via a, uh, via a, uh, an NXT review. That rules. Thanks, pal. Okay. Yeah, Bobby's a lovely boy. Okay, I see some... Skip Bobless? Oh, my God. Okay, well, that rules. All right, I see a lot of praise for Bob, which is fair. Okay. Tony Khan sent a super grin. Maybe. There he is. We appreciate you, Tony. Okay. What TW do I buy? Um, I think it depends. Like you probably need to buy the new one because that one has like the updated mods and the and the uh, like. You can jump in a lot easier because TW twenty sixteen people have stopped the updates for. So you probably get the new one. I just found the new one to be an eyesore. The one thing with that is though, if you've not played the old ones, then you won't have that issue of adjusting that I had. You know, I got like full on comfortable with that one. And it was so, it felt so different to me. Um, and I didn't really like any of the new features. So you should probably get, um, you should probably get 2020, I would I would guess. But that's just me. There you go. Topo says they have fixed up 20 and after. I think it's worth it. I don't know the current difference between two and price. It also depends on what mod you want to play. You know, like if you, if you're happy to play old stuff, 2016 is probably cheaper and will we'll pop you fine. 
if you want new stuff just on the mods line, unless you want to be doing that shit and you're like, it's, you know, it's kind of rough. Um, I can see them putting Morrison with Luchasaurus. Come on now. It's been a lovely stream so far, very wholesome. It's not good. It's not lash out. How much better is TW than EWR? Is it worth getting? I, I do not. I've never actually played EWR, but I've seen many comparisons. Why and Gavrit is just more kind of complex and nuanced. Um, but if you're enjoying EWR, then I wouldn't swear, honestly. I mean, again, I don't know, right? But let me open this Pepsi Max and I'll return to the. If Luchasaurus teamed with Johnny Elite, the Oracle of Wrestling would legitimately not watch AEW anymore. What a guy he is, huh? I know that some of you guys, many of you, honestly, don't really don't really fuck with uh, with um, the great Oracle of Wrestling's opinions, which I understand. He's a you know, he's an old stickler. You know, him and he's selling and all that stuff and getting mad at Takesh for not selling. But I can't tell you guys enough what an immense asset he is to this uh, to this very platform. Oracle is like, he can, I can basically message him on any which day and we'll figure out time and he'll be like, I'm, I'll do it, you know. He's very, 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 um, he's, he's, he's tremendously useful in that regard, you know. Very... Willing, he's willing to get involved. He's willing to play, you know, willing to play along with shit that he don't really care about. But if he feels like I need a co-partner, he'll he'll be there, co-pilot, I should say. And uh, last night was a great example because he said to me, "He's like, I don't know if we're gonna have the historical oracle done, but we can do something on Thursday." And I was like, well, "What do you want to do? I don't know." We just showed up and took a shot for an hour. So, Oracle, I can't really imagine this platform without him. Honestly, I, I, I just, I, and, and look. Some of his um, some of his wrestling takes, I'm with you guys on in terms of like, I don't, I think Ray Phoenix is a crazy blind spot for him, but in a weird way, I do think it's kind of the glue of the platform in that he kind of appears in every arena, which is which is hilarious. Um, so yeah, love Oracle. Um, Santana is an incredible promo and the ring work is fine enough. I don't like the GCW product, but I'm not even being a dick. He'd be a great champion for that brand. He would be a very interesting, like in their kind of, um, like their like idyllic, we are actually ECW comparison. He, he fits that mold to me. I really would be interested if Santana wants to do singles. I would be really interested in Tony, like trying to figure out a place for him in Ring of Honor. Assuming he wants to, you know, assuming he's not like completely out and working for Tony, which he may be, I don't fucking know, but I'm going to guess he is. And it seems like, it would, you know, it'd be kind of a bigger story. Um, him operating as like, you know, carrying the torch and homicide passing the torch to him and him being like, he's a mentor as one of the, the great ring of honor wrestlers. I think it's fun. And I think stylistically he can adapt and, be himself without it being like a pro. Because, like, people with Ring of Honor do that thing where they want every technical wrestler to be there. So I get it, but it isn't exclusively what Ring of Honor was about, you know? I think he could be an interesting fit as, like, an upper mid-card guy there. So, there you go. 
Found some of Santana's singles work lacking for some reason. But then again, I don't know if it was him just not being able, being a fit somewhere like Terminus. Sorry, I read that very badly. Um, I think Santana's issue is he is bulked up, which is awesome in how great he looks. He looks like a top guy. But I do not think he has fully converted his in-ring style to this new look and this new presence, this new physique. With the extra muscle he's put on, you have to assume there are certain advantages to that in terms of strength, there are certain limitations to that in terms of how quick he is. I think, personally, if I was, you know, Santana's agent, which is a job that apparently exists in wrestling, but I'd love to know what they all do because, I don't know. Um, I think that he actually can be a top guy, but to do it, he has to be a lot more thoughtful about what he does as a wrestler in the ring. Who is who actually are you inside the ropes? Because as a personality, he gives me the he gives me the vibe of a tough, physical badass. I do personally not know necessarily if that overlaps with doing backward rolls into cutters in the ring. And I say this as someone that loves Santana. And I think the move looks pretty cool sometimes. But is that who he should be as a 220, 230-pound, you know, badass who, who shoots from the hip and it's fucking passionate and fiery? I don't know. Um, I think that, you know, he's shown signs of that adjustment. If you watch the match with Speedball, he hits hard and he's physical and he's kind of a bully in that, which is great. I liked how physical he was for the Jericho match with the chops and the, and the punches and the kicks and all that stuff. But there was a general lack of ideas in that match where when he was shy, when he was on the shine, he didn't have, um, he didn't have the arsenal to match the intensity he was trying to give, you know? And it isn't a moves thing necessarily. Like if you look at King does it, he does it without really doing any moves. So I think it's a very natural, just, Evolve, you know, evolution for him as a singles worker, but you're not. I don't think it's a case of for some reason you found it lacking, Reese. I think it was lacking. I think that's just that's who he is right now. You're betting on, you know, if you're an MLW or an Impact or whoever, and you want to sign Santana and give him a big money deal, you're betting on the idea that he's gonna he's gonna figure that out. Personally, I think he will. He's a smart wrestler. If he doesn't, I think he's still valuable as a promo. So. And I, and I always, this stuff's tough because it's like, poor Ortiz is just like, he's like so secondary in my conversation here. It's not that he's bad. It's just Santana has a certain presence. He's always had it. I believe that since he was an impact, that he had something. There was something to him. He, the way he carried himself. There's an authenticity to Santana that's special. Um, and Ortiz has it, but it's, it's a little more goofy and it's a little more lighthearted. They're not quite the same in that regard. Anyway, that was quite the rant I went on there. Um, Johnny Honor and the big freaking lizard pop. Okay. I'm going to scroll again. I've fallen behind once more. Oracle has really brought this thing together in a lot of ways. I agree. I usually agree with Oracle about most things, but I don't when it comes to to Takeshita. To yeah, I, uh, I think it's just like, and I know you said selling, but I think Oracle really struggles with guys that have like the do everything offense, you know? 
Because like Takeshi is amazing. Like, he'll do like you know awesome like power stuff, and he'll do a dive. And I think I think <laughs> I think that stuff is you know pick a lane, brother. You know. I think that stuff makes it difficult. You combine it with the selling, then he he gets frustrated in that regard. But I don't know. He watches a lot more wrestling than I have, so his tastes are a lot more like specific. I hate to say this publicly, Slam Anniversary may rule from what I've seen card wise. Let's pull it out, Cody. This this investigate this. You may be owned here if if I just decide it's bad. I mean, not really, but still. Slam Anniversary. It's back to June this year, right? I uh, I will not be watching this event. This is the week I'm on I'm on the uh, I'm on holiday, not 2023. No, definitely not. I don't think they've announced that yet. Um, Slam anniversary. The matches are as follows: Olma X for the X Division title, Ace Austin, Kenny King, Mike Bailey, Alex Shelley, Trey Miguel, and two mystery men. Queen of the Mountain match. I like they're doing this. This is a strong lineup. Tasha, Chelsea, Deonna Perrazzo, Jordan Grace, Miriam. That one is interesting. I actually like the King of the Mountain, Queen of the Mountain now. But, you know, I understand it's dumb, but I was just fun. I really did. I, there's, there's something endearing about it. Uh, them doing it with this lineup is really cool. You know they're going to really try to tear it down. So I like that. Uh, Josh Alexander Eric Young is a incredible metaphor for what that promotion is. In that I have no doubt what server that match will be good. It may even be very good, dare I say great, because Eric Young is like genuinely good and he's going to work insanely hard. And Josh Alexander is great. But it is like peak them that it will probably be good and no one cares. Like I'm, I, Listen, I love and respect Eric Young. There is a perception element to having him in the main event of your biggest show of the year. And it is their biggest show of the year, right? Let's be real. I mean, I mean like... This has been the one that people watch most in the last couple of years. So I don't know. I get it. It's 20 years. He's been there for so long and he did, you know, but it's just, I'm not sure. I'm not sure this is the way to go at this point. I I have to say, but I think the show will be good. Cody, I, I do. I think their shows are consistently good, frankly. Um. Okay. I'm scrolling. If Santana goes into singles, do you think Ortiz tries singles too, or do you think he creates a new tag team? If so, who would you team him with? I was just thinking about this when I brought him up. Um, it feels like he has to be in a team, honestly. I just find it really difficult to figure out like who that is and what you need stylistically. Like, maybe you get a big man and you could because you don't want to have it be like a. This is the thing is you don't want it to be like a like easily comparable to that team because it probably won't be as good because Santana and Ortiz have a chemistry. So maybe you give him a big man. Maybe teams of like I don't fucking know. Um shit. I have no idea. <laughs> I'll be totally real I have no idea. Uh I don't know, I hope it's good though. I don't know. Good question. I'll think about it. Right. Okay. Let me tackle these allergies by blowing my nose. I'm going to mute this because last time apparently I like deafen people. So I'm going to mute this and play music.
God, the music rules. All right. These allergies, man. Kicking the shit out of me, you know? Anyway. It's some AJ Gray talk. I'll be honest, I've not seen enough of AJ Gray. I don't, I only, I, people have told me that he's very fun. Other people have told me he sucks. I don't really know. Um, yeah. Good luck to him. I don't know. I was talking last week about the world of sports stuff. I watched a rake of it this week. I think Oracle would love it and how violently it veers between actually great and god awful. Now, that would be a fun historical Oracle special for the summer, wouldn't it? Just keep that in mind. That's, that's good stuff. Um, penalty box gimmick, yes. Why do you love a Pepsi Max so much? Well, I think it's clearly the best of the, uh, to me anyway, I think it's, it's clearly the most um, the most refreshing, incredible word to use, but it's the one I'm going to go with. It's the most dynamic of the, like, kind of like, you know, lame, fake, healthy versions, you know? So if, the, if I'm picking between that and, like, Diet Coke, to me it's, to me it's a no-brainer. I'm not saying it's the greatest drink in the world. I mean, if I, I, I could just drink Coke, but bad, you know. I mean, this is bad enough, but I don't get, like, graping heart, <laughs> heart pain when I fucking drink two bottles of it or whatever. Cokes, you have to be very careful, you know. As you can tell, I'm a picture of health. I, I study these things, and Pepsi Max is one thing. Shoot Coke. Special occasions, brothers. Watch yourself, right? Anyway. I often play what if when it comes to Josh Alexander getting a work visa sooner uh, than he did. One nightmare. You know, great point, Meech, because he's really been great for some time. But I do I am glad that it's worked out somewhat for him here in uh you know in impact. And I know everyone scoffs at impact, but like you know, he's he's in a great spot that he's the ace, and that's cool. EY rules, but this would be like AEW having Dustin as a main eventer. Rules to dogs last, but not most most would not care at all. Exactly. It's just and it immediately like sets you at a certain level of being like lesser. Because it's just it's a clearly impact main event. It's just a shame. It always drives me crazy. It's always like the same four guys for TNA. It drives me crazy. The next defense is almost certainly Eddie Edwards, Sammy Callahan, and probably Johnny Impact. So frustrating. Yeah, they're very safe in that regard. Very, very safe. Um The Eddie one is like, I get he's boring, but I I kind of get the appeal of him wrestling Josh. That sounds like a, kind of a war. Um, EY is a, unfortunately a victim of like the shit he did on Fed TV was bad, bro. They made him a full-on fucking loser. It was tough. So give Ortiz the re, the big lizard man repackage pop. Same one here. Is there any way to redeem Brian Pillman Jr.? No. He's just bad. Is what it, it happens to the best of them, you know? Um... Joseph, AJ Gray had a mediocre match with Darius Lockhart, unforgivable, fair. Well, I'll just, um, I'll just agree he's bad, I don't know. <laughs> Oracle should cover the World of Sport reboot that was on ITV a couple of years ago. That'd be hilarious. Top guy, Grado. Listen, Meech. I have been very consistent, okay? The Boston Celtics are not only a great basketball team, but as I said on the, the grin that was not actually a grin until we'd finished it many weeks ago, 
they are actually the best defensive team I've ever seen with my own eyes, right? Not watching, you know, old, old footage, but like really watching real time. I have known all along how good they are. Well, not all along because they soaked the start season. You get my point. I am simply mad about it and so will continue to ignore you, okay? But understand I'm aware. I just don't want to tackle that part of my life. Iron Brew talk. I've never really, I mean, I've had it, but I, I don't know. Maybe I should explore it more. I'm actually writing this in my notes. Pop. I'm very, uh, as though you guys can't tell this, I'm very, very, very late. Very, um, well, your lazy's fine. Very bland when it comes to that. If I find something I like, that's just, I just rock with it. I'm cool. I'm very content with, with that. But, um, but there you go. Okay. Look at this. God damn it. Who are your top five challenges for Summer of Punk versus Hangar Summer? Okay, we'll wrap with this one. This is a really fun question. Yes, Rampage is on at seven tonight, Joe. He's on at seven. Seven Eastern. Midnight in Great Britain. I've not tried Pepsi Nitro. Top five challenges for Summer of Punk. Joe. King. Danielson. Moxley. Omega. Joe. King. Danielson. Moxley. Omega. Hangman. Moxley, King, Andrade, Heels, Miro, Malachi Black, Moxley, Kingston, Andrade, Miro, Malachi Black. That was it, right? Yes, that's the fire. There you go. There's some names. I think. Uh, I think Hangman. And Eddie Kingston is a match no one talks about because they're both baby faces that would be like nuts. I think people that that would be like a, a true big fight atmosphere because you know for a fact the crowd would be like there would be a pop portion of the audience just like fuck it, I don't care who's dressed, I want King to win the belt, you know? So that one's good. Um all about punk of forbidden door. Yeah, I'm not sure who what they're gonna do there. The Okada ones, there's so many moving pieces to, man. I don't know. It feels like such a difficult thing to like to, to figure out how to they're both in title matches you know um yeah this is me look i we've done this bit and you know i love i love hangman but i do genuinely think like you know i think it's i think it's the right call i, I think it's time to explore punk's champ he's 43 he's in the form of his life inexplicably at that point and I just, I just think there's too many big matches on the table. I've been consistent on this, so I wavered slightly. But we, when I run through those names, that they're, they're stadium matches, brothers. They're, they're blockbuster matches. So that's just me. All right. Um. Sorry, pay. Who do you think you're fooling around here? Okay. Um. Okay. In all seriousness, yes. Seems like champ versus champ at Chicago makes sense, but it makes sense from a marketing perspective. But who politically? What do you do there? You know, it's gonna be a, a tough one. All right, this is the end of another week of the Burr. A little bit of a different week because Tuesday was very much, um, you know, about something different. If Jason and I just talking about about the uh, session Naomi deal. So this week, this was the only paywall exclusive. I do hope you enjoyed it. Tonight we'll be on Twitch. Pop. To retire the rankings. That'll be at 5 p.m. Eastern. 
then we'll we'll do uh, the grin on this very platform behind the paywall. As usual, nothing changes with the grin itself. At so that'll be eight p.m. Eastern, one a.m. here in Great Britain. Um, so we've got a couple more shows today. Meech, I'm glad that this breaks up your day. I'm glad you'll join me for these. It's a lot of fun. They've been actually very successful so far. I'm amazed by how easily you guys adjust to our insanity. Twitch being the best example yet. And I'm going to just reiterate again, okay? I'm telling you guys, we're going for it next week, okay? We're going to make the most of this. We want these weeks to be special for the for the platform. With mainly, I think we experience what can happen from a, people having fun and actually enhancing their enjoyment. So I want to just hit this one more time and, and you know, reiterate it. Monday, Green Grappler, 6 p.m. Eastern. William Regal go to at Late Night Green on Twitter to see... What um, <laughs> you know, this kind of makes me feel bad. <laughs> I get up before ten a.m. Thanks to the bird. That makes me that makes me feel uns- unsure if it's actually good or not. But I hope it's I hope that's a positive overall. Uh, Monday, Green Grappler, William Regal at Late Night Green on Twitter and give you the lineup. I'm gonna actually tweet hopefully today my Danielson alternative if you'd like to do that in your own time, and maybe we'll even do something with paywall with that because we're gonna have a little bit of time next week. So that Tuesday. 7 Eastern, um, the all-star AEW draft. Myself and Bob, Shoot and Jack, uh, and Jason and Oracle. Wednesday, Dynamite Preview. Thursday, Dynamite Review. Thursday night, something a little bit special that Jason has wanted to do for a while, hopefully. Friday, maybe retire the rankings. We'll sit that week so we can double dip on on the grin side of things. But we'll do an official preview of the pay-per-view, rampage review, late-night grin as you've come to know and love it, all that stuff. We're going to try and make this a fun time. It's a big show, big main event. Can't wait to talk about it all and much, much more. I'll see you all 5 p.m. Eastern for Retire the Rankings over on twitch.tv slash late night green. In the meantime, though, enjoy this outro. All hell.